Potato, potato, thumbs podcast. Potato, potato, thumbs podcast. It's Fluffy and the Admiral playing with their fingers and their nips. Um. Okay. <laughs> no, you're not supposed to laugh right before I speak. Oh, I'm sorry. I laugh. Okay. All right. Here we go. Super professional. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 254 of Potato Thumbs Podcast. This week we have Mackie Mack with us. Mark, how are you doing? I'm doing damn good. I'm doing damn good, Fluffy. <laughs> oh, I like that about <laughs> I can't even I can't even do the accent. That's fantastic. <laughs> Admiral Nips, how are you today? <laughs> oh my god. Is that like Australian <laughs> I don't, East that, Coast? I'm, I'm confused. It was a train wreck, whatever it was, but I like oh, it. Uh, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Good. <laughs> Good. I'm glad that you are doing well. I, I am also doing well. Um, hi, guys. Welcome to Thursday night. We uh, I had a whole like 10 minutes inside my house before walking on to do the show. It's been <laughs> quite chaotic. So, well, you got yourself your new toy today. I did. I did. I got two new. Well, no, I guess I put together my bike rack. I guess I didn't get it today, but I put it together today. And then, yeah, I got um, I got a call yesterday while I was doing lawn work, and my car ended up coming in early to the dealership. And, of course, I missed the call because I was doing yard work. Like, my phone rang as I was mowing the lawn, and I was just like, ah, I'm mowing the lawn. Whoever it is can leave a message. And then I get done mowing the lawn. I'm like, fuck, I actually wanted to answer that. <laughs> like, <laughs> and so, like, I wasn't sure when dude would show up this morning, you know, and they open at seven. So I like called at seven. He didn't answer. And I called at like seven forty five and he didn't answer. I'm like, OK, maybe he doesn't get into eight. So I called at eight thirty. He didn't answer. And I'm like, OK, I'm just going to wait a little bit, like give it another hour or so. And then he called me. And uh, I wanted some stuff done to the car before I picked it up. And uh, he's like. They're already working on your car. It'll be done <laughs> by two. And I'm like, you're the man. Like, I was concerned that you were going to forget the shit that I needed to be done to it. But you got the shit done. And yeah, it worked out well, man. So, so I'm, I'm very happy to hear that it went it went swimmingly. It did. It really did. So I'm I'm happy. It's, it's fun so far. But I didn't get a lot of time with it. Like, I drove it home. My wife's like, let's go out to eat and celebrate. I'm like, okay. You spent a bunch of money. Let's go spend more money. <laughs> um, but yeah. Yeah. So here I am with with my friends podcasting. Yeah. Like, uh, like, so how, how has it been on the initial drives? Oh, it was, it was cool. I think so. It had a whopping eight miles on it when I picked it up. And I think I put about 40 something on since I picked it up. So okay. pretty good. Like, and did, did some traffic driving and stuff like that. And, um, yeah. So not nothing. 
Not nothing. Yeah, no, I definitely definitely got some miles in on it. Uh, but then, yeah, we went out to eat and the restaurant was like it was it was really nice out. Like it's mid 70s. So we we're like, well, let's find somewhere where we can sit outside and eat outside in the sun because it's nice out. And it was busy everywhere, you know, <laughs> so like <laughs> like it took it took longer than than expected. So not as not as much fun time with my new toy before recording as I would have wanted. But I have all day tomorrow to read manuals and play with things. All that other fun stuff. That's fair. <laughs> yep, yep. So. So, yeah. So, I don't know. But you guys are doing good. Everyone's happy. It's been a busy week, but doing all right that way. Like last weekend was kind of on the ridiculous side too. Just, just the proper amount of ridiculously busy. Yeah. Oh, you you did your yeah. We haven't talked since um, we haven't talked since Memorial Weekend happened. Um, right. You you did the what five state parks with your dog and hiking. Yeah. We only got to four because oh uh, man, only four different state parks. <laughs> yeah, because Monday it got uh, it was warm, so like and muggy, and Sunday we I ended up having to carry him the last like two hundred feet up a hill to the car because he had like already laid down three or four times, and we you know it taken us half an hour or so to get to you know. 800 900 feet because he's just like you know what it's hot i'm gonna hang out here and i'm like all right you know you can hang out i'm not gonna push you and then we've got the last one. i'm like you know what this is dumb i'm gonna take you take you out of your harness throw you up over my shoulder and just carry you up to the <laughs> to the house and so or to the car and get you there so you can just get out of the heat and so monday plus we went back to the farm knowing full well that it was going to be a you know a busy full day that way so yeah it was just sort of uh yeah we Took it a little bit on the easy side, uh, just to make sure that he didn't completely lose his shit. Um, but Friday and Saturday were pretty great. That's awesome, man. It looked, I mean, you only you only shared a couple pictures, but, you know, they look like vastly different state parks, too. So it wasn't like the same old, same old, you know. Yeah, one is the one that I like to go, it's like 15 minutes from my house. Uh, okay. Uh, instead of going up the hill this time, which is like, you know, six, 700 feet up, we went down the valley, which is about six, seven, 800 feet down uh, into this giant valley. And it was just like coming back up. It's this narrow winding rock road. And he's like pulling me the whole time. And I'm like, I'm uh-huh. gonna end up in the stream that. <laughs> in half. Uh, and then we went back to the parents place on Saturday and walked around the state park there. And then a couple of uh, on Sunday, it was like much flatter. Uh, areas to just walk and kind of wander through open plains instead of forests and stuff like that so it was actually a lot of fun we did we that's did cool pretty good times had by all well minnesota i told you this rob but i'm just gonna share it on the show minnesota does this thing where you can buy a license plate and it works as a state park pass so you don't have to buy a pass to go to the parks and we have we have a shitload of state parks. Like, I think we have more than anyone else. Um, but yeah, it's cool. Like, I don't have to buy a park pass anymore. Like, I just I got the the state park license plates thrown on my car so we can just drive the car to any park and already have a pass. Go have some fun. So I'm hoping to take the kids out hiking. And um, once I get my hitch installed, like throw the bikes on there and 
there's a lot of cool bike paths and stuff through some of those parks. So awesome. Yeah. Yeah. How about Pretty you, Mark? Sure. Oh, did, yeah. Did, did you do did you do lots of parks? Did you did you go walk your 15 kids through the state parks this weekend? No, uh, we did not do that. We did go to a wedding this weekend. Yeah. And the drive was like four hours one oh. way. <laughs> and I was so worried for the whole month beforehand. Just how are the kids going to take it? Because not, how, there's even what? even drives. What's up? Oh, no, no. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, there's drives where you just go, you know, 40 minutes from where we live. And the kids are already bugging about, you know, are we there yet? Yeah, <laughs> this is taking right. long. <laughs> so I just thought, how the hell is four hours going to look? I uh, picture the age? baby crying. Oh, uh, what eight are the months, age ranges? Eight months, two years, six years, eleven years. Okay. okay, okay, yeah, the eight months and the two years are the two mm-hmm. harder ages, right? Because yeah. like once they're older, you can just be like, yeah, deal with it. You know, yeah, but like, yeah. So how did it go? Uh, well, surprisingly, only towards like the last half hour, both on the way there and on the way back, the two-year-old was the one really starting to whine and you know kick no, a little yeah, bit a little and bit. stuff. Yeah, yeah. But the the babies actually slept most of the way there, nah, and when he awesome. would wake up, takes a bottle and just chills in his car seat. So. We had a situation with Sloan where she was less than a year old and we went down to St. Louis for Easter. And then unfortunately, like within. You were in St. Um, Louis. We, yeah, we went down there so that that with a bait, like it's an eight and a half hour drive if you don't make Ooh, any stops. Damn. So you put a little kid in the mix and you're like nine to ten and a half hours, depending on just how the drive goes. Um, typically, you got to stop at least three times to refill the tank. And so um, anyways, so we were in the situation where she was less than a year old. We drove down there for Easter and then we drove back. And unfortunately, Debbie's grandma passed away like within a week of us getting back. So we had to drive back down to oh, St. Louis. Yeah. And then we got home and her aunt passed away the week that we got home. So we had to drive back down to St. Louis again. So Sloan made, I think I did the math and it was something like she spent 72 hours in the car in like five weeks or something like that. Like, cause we had to make three trips down and back in like, in like a five week span. damn! It was crazy. Um, She... I don't remember if it was her page, but one of my kids would only wake up or would would consistently wake up at stoplights. So if we were on the freeway and she was sleeping, we were probably good and she was going to sleep. But if we get to a small town and there's a stoplight and we'd have to stop, she would wake up nine times out of ten. Oh, damn. So like <laughs> so like there would be spots in Iowa where I'm like Fuck, she's been she just got to sleep or she's only been sleeping an hour and I know we gotta stop in like 15 minutes because there's like eight stoplights before we get to the freeway again. You know, it's just like, oh god. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's uh, a hard pass. Yeah. 
I think I think the trick is with little ones, like once you get past that three hour mark, three and a half hour mark, you got to start doing things like stopping at a, a restaurant or somewhere where they can stretch their legs, you know, like give right. them food, make them use the bathroom, let them run around for a half hour and then throw them back in the car and keep going. Yeah, we didn't even well for an eight hour trip, I imagine you definitely can't, you know, you can't do a straight shot with kids in the car. But yeah. for us, we take this back road to Vegas, and the only thing you find on the way there is like two gas stations. So there was yeah, really... four hours. I would have pushed it too. I would have done exactly like what you did. Yeah, they chilled. Once you get a little, you know, some Cheetos or something to distract them, or have a little snack when we're almost there, they they chilled out. So yeah, but overall, it was fun. It was That's good, cool, good man. Times. Good times. So you ended up. The wedding was in Vegas. Yeah, dude. The groom got pretty fucking faded. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Did you so did you here's a real question. Did you sleep overnight or did you drive back same day? Oh no. We stayed there. We we took off Friday morning. We stayed there Friday, Saturday, Sunday, came back Monday morning. Oh nice. Yeah, so it was nice. It was like a little vacation. Yeah, yeah. hell yeah, dude. Yeah, it was nice. It was it was good times. I um I have a wedding tomorrow for one of my family members and they already did their actual wedding with their people that they care about in Mexico. <laughs> and so th- this is more of like a this is more of like a uh we feel obligated to do something in Minnesota for the family type of deal, you know, it's one of those. And it's at someone else's house like in their backyard. So they're really like going like straight on like low budget like we're only doing this because we have to type of thing which is fine oh, like, i am definitely of the belief that like if you yeah, don't want to waste stuff to get stuff from them yeah well if you don't want to waste thousands of dollars on your wedding and you'd rather spend it on like a vacation or doing something fun like you're probably making a smart choice in my eyes anyways so they're, they're doing this totally low budget and everything which is cool but then they're like, oh, by the way, carpool with people because there's no parking. Uh. <laughs> and it's like, dude, like find a, find a better location then maybe? Like we have a giant family, like ask around, like how are you going to invite like a shitload of people to this house and be like, hey guys, carpool. Like, <laughs> like. Like, okay, let me have some people carpool with my family of four in our car. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so that'd be interesting. Not as not as relaxing as your your wedding trip, I'm going to (laughs) guess. Yeah, good times. (sighs) My kids are almost out of school, man. It's crazy. Like summer's like like at the doorstep, man. Yeah. We're sending both kids to summer school. Fuck having them here at the house for you know, <laughs> <laughs> all day. Do they so do they that? Do so. Is there like a is there like a break for them to do that, or do they do they pretty much just continue going like it's all like year? a two week break? I think school okay. last day of school is next Tuesday, and I think they get the rest of that week, the following week, and then they go back. So, cool. but yeah, yeah, we do. We don't. We don't do summer school with ours, but they go to summer programs. So mm-hmm. they, you know, because Debbie and I both work. So it's like, I don't want you to sit around the house, play video games and sit inside the entire day while I'm working. Like, you yeah, know, you need to go socialize with kids and 
do fun things and stuff like that. So hmm. we try so to do that. How we lived our childhood on the farm. <laughs> the yeah, but you had a farm to do things. My kids would literally just sit inside and play video games all day. Yeah, that's all we wanted to do, but it's like, no, there's like a list of chores that got put up every morning. You gotta get all of these things done in the, on the farm before you can do anything. Yeah, I might not have grown up on a farm, but I, I did grow up with a single mom, and she put me to work at a very young age, so that's fair. I, know, I know all about that. Uh, it's probably not the same level, but there was definitely expectations. Although, honestly, I think they put the pool in uh between my grandparents place and our place because we both live on the same piece of property mm-hmm. when we were pretty young i want to say like i was maybe 10 bryce was eight maddie was six so you know for all those years we also had a pool like we could go swim in during the day all summer so yeah that's rad it was it was not as bad it was but <laughs> there were a lot of summer days though where it was like in the basement playing video games all right <laughs> Getting a little bored? Let's go swim for a couple hours. All right, back to video games. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I still like we don't we don't send them five days a week. We send them three days a week if they go anywhere. So they still have days to like just relax and play games, you know, and hang out. Or if the neighborhood kids like parents are home, they can go over to their house and play. So, I don't know. Either way, I'm with you, Mark. Can't just sit around all summer long while, while parents work. So, yeah, cool, cool. Have you guys been playing video games? Not much Destiny this week. Yeah, I, I wanted to. I was like, I was like, put it in my my sights to just grind Iron Banner all week and. uh the world has had other plans for me after after Tuesday. Yeah, I have. Uh, I've yet to play a game of Banner. I finally, before we you recorded the night, I haven't played a single game. Oh. I picked up the quest. Uh, I finally got like the the weekly seasonal story done today. Mm. Uh, like literally went in, did the uh, the thing to harvest the nightmares, and then ran the whatever was remembrance or. Recover. I'm gonna run it this week. I need whatever to. one it is. You uh, got that done with about ten minutes to spare to come down here. So that was oh, funny. That's been the ex- extent of my destiny playing this week. But part of that was because uh, FIFA 22 was on sale for eight bucks this past weekend. So oh wow, I was like, well, the season's over, and I don't. But I'm not really caring too much about that. So for eight bucks, I'll buy FIFA and play like a couple of seasons and not feel bad about like letting it drift away. So I pl- I've been playing a bunch of FIFA this week. Oh, that's cool. Plus, it's easier to pick up and put down when the dog starts misbehaving yeah. than uh, Destiny, where it's like, because here I can just hit pause and walk away and not worry about it, whereas Destiny oh, is like, sure. I got to go to orbit or whatever else, I, you know, wherever else I'm at, and I can't actually, you know, finish my th- thought later <laughs> if you're in the middle of something. What's that your uh, preferred mode in FIFA? I always enjoy doing the career mode where I, you know, sign up as a manager. Then I usually like try to recruit a bunch of the young, like yeah. low level guys from all over Europe that have a high ceiling and then just play a bunch of seasons and watch those guys turn from like low six, you know, mid sixties up to like mid eighties, low nineties players. Right. So that's my, my go-to play. 
Very well, you mark. <clears throat> I'll usually go with that, or I also like the uh, be a pro. That can be pretty fun. Oh yeah, uh, especially with only... a bunch of people, right? Oh well, if you do the online version, yeah, because you know how they have the the offline single player be a pro mode. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but then there's also the the online be a pro, which I played with Clay. I haven't played with FIFA 22 with him, but I played FIFA 21 with him a while. So it's pretty, it's pretty fun. If we were to be able to get like three or four, maybe even five guys or girls to play FIFA with us, that'd be pretty fun. It'd be pretty cool. I uh, I stay away from Ultimate Team because I know that I am not strong enough to avoid the gambling aspects of uh, Ultimate Team. <laughs> I think back to, I think it was FIFA 12, maybe FIFA 13. One of those ones. I don't know. Like We give Nessie shit sometimes for how much he spent on Fortnite skins and stuff like that, but... I spent at least that much on uh, Ultimate Team packs and stuff like that. You know, talking nearly a thousand dollars on video game stuff. I think dude. at the end of it, when I finally looked at the end of the season. I mean, to each their own, but dude, you know, it was dumb. It was incredible. <laughs> and it was actually it had to have been earlier than that because I was still working at Epic. So this was like 2009, 2010, somewhere in that range. So just a stupid amount, and I'm like, you know what? This is why I am a sucker for loot boxes, and I should avoid even stepping into areas that have them because it's nothing but trouble for me. Yeah, I've never I, really. Um... Oh, go ahead, Fluffy. No, no, go for it. You sure? Yeah. So nice, polite. Uh, I've never tried Ultimate Team just because it's you know player versus player, and FIFA. The big role that it plays in my gaming is usually my cooldown game. Right? Oh, yeah, so no, you're get... playing against other people that won't help you cool down. Yeah, no. So that's why if I, I'm tired of PvP and Destiny or whatever, or I just need a game that I can press pause in, FIFA's the go-to. So Ultimate Team's never been my... Never really caught my interest. I like that, dude. I I feel like when I play hockey games, I, I approach them like that. Like, I like playing the AI mm-hmm. uh, because I can win. And if I play online, I will not win. Um, I think I've told this story before, but the first time I ever played Madden online, like I played Madden, you know, because Madden came out way before online. Yeah, yeah, it was a thing. And so, like, I had plenty of seasons of Madden under my belt. And then Madden online came out and I went to go play my first game online. And I lost... 49 of my first games and I won the 50th one I think it was so I was like 1 in 49 or I won the 51st and I was 1 in 50 or some shit like that yeah it was pretty brutal oof so yeah sports games online are not my uh, strength No, I mean I had a super good ultimate team that year I spent a ridiculous amount of money (laughs) So I, I, was able, I was able to win games solely because my team was like, on average, 20 points better than some of the people I played. But the ceiling for how high I could get was uh, much, much lower than like even an average player could with the team that I had put together. <laughs> I mean, you know, if you're spending that much money, I hope you can pay to win. Yeah. Oh, no. I pay, to, <laughs> pay to rise up to the middle of the crop, not to win. Pay- but- Pay to become average. <laughs> Pay to become average, yeah. <laughs> <Pay to> average. 
Uh, Destiny needs that for trials. <laughs> I would pay. <laughs> pay pay damage resistance. <laughs> pay to remove your headshot marker. <laughs> they can only body shot me. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I mean, you can I only body shot me with every third bullet. Then we're yeah. close to even. <laughs> Actually, when they headshot me, it damages them. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Man. Um, Mark, did you play any of the new content since it's dropped? Uh, Kind of. Um, I played... I just played that first mission on Tuesday when they released it. Last Tuesday. uh, I knew I had the wedding coming up, so I knew I wasn't going to be in town in the weekend, and I didn't know how my gaming time was going to be Wednesday, Thursday, because I had the kids. So I decided I'm not going to do any PvE at this point in time. I want to see PvP with the new changes they made, see how it feels. The only thing is, on the first day of the season, all these god-tier players come out to play too. So it was a rather frustrating experience. A little bit sweaty that, that oh, day. And, and, dude, there sweaty. was major changes too. So like guns don't feel the same. They don't. Right? I, I didn't I didn't like how it felt at all. I, I was I don't know. I, I was telling myself, I don't know if I'm just being a scrub, if these guys are just that much better than me, but these guns don't feel the same like they did, you know, a day ago. Yeah. No, it that's very true. Um I didn't realize this, but I thought when I read the in-air accuracy stuff that if you jump in the air, your accuracy is still good, but your aim assist gets reduced. But I was listening to Destiny Community Podcast, and they were stating that um, if you don't have an in-air accuracy of 70, then you're probably not breaking even. And so your accuracy and your aim assist is hurt, which is not how I originally read the patch notes. Like, I thought the patch notes were saying, like, if your reticle is on someone's head and you pull the trigger, it will hit them no matter what. But if you jump up in the air and your reticle is slightly over to the right and you pull the trigger, it's not going to, like, pull you to the headshot anymore Mm -hmm. unless you have accuracy way up or the, the airborne effectiveness up. But apparently that's not how it is. Like apparently, no. apparently you can still have your reticle on someone's head and pull the trigger and it's still RNG, which yeah. is dumb. Yeah, I don't get why why they did that. I, I can totally understand that they're trying to go, you know, towards that avenue of, of you have to spec into your playstyle if you're going to be an aerial player then you have to spec into it and build your your character around that but sure i don't know it's just see doesn't feel good right now no i mean i just i think i i'm okay with them playing with aim assist like i'm okay with you reducing giving someone a shot that they didn't necessarily land like you know what i mean like because Aim assist is what allows me to snipe, <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Like, like, yep. <laughs> like the aim assist totally comes into my play style. But I think that no matter what, if you land an actual shot, 
there should never be a question on if that shot hits or not, unless you're out of range. Maybe if you're mm. out of range, maybe it does less damage or something, but like it should never be RNG that they actually like you actually hit the shot and it doesn't register. That's now weird. when you say aim assist, you're on mouse and keyboard, right? Mm-hmm. So do you mean There's... more like the bullet magnetism? Well, yeah, that is aim assist, right? What? Well, in my head, I always consider aim assist like the stickiness that you get when you're on controller. Okay, and yeah. And the bullet like, magnetism applies yeah. to both both inputs. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's too. there's aim assist is on mouse and keyboard too, though. Mouse and keyboard is not zero. There is aim assist on mouse and keyboard. It just I, isn't as noticeable as it would be on a like a flick in a controller mm-hmm, stick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I definitely agree with you there because when somebody shade steps or you know dodges, I can definitely feel that break. Oh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Or or if someone runs in front of someone as you're pulling the trigger, and you can yeah, you just see your your reticle strafe off to the side. Yep. So. Yeah, I give. I'm okay with playing with that. I just I don't I don't understand the playing with the actual accuracy. Like, if you're accurate, you should get credit for being accurate. Yeah. Probably doesn't impact me much, but it just seems seems like the scientific approach. I assure you, I am not accurate. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least on the bright side, on Twitterverse didn't overreact this time. They were, they were right in uh, freaking out if they freaked out about the icarus change because i, mean, I know they, are they not freaking out that's true but like with the slide when they were freaking out over the sliding the nerf to sliding yeah you know, that that one i barely feel the i didn't feel much of a change when they mm-hmm. did that compared to how this changed then you know this one's pretty bad i'm so far behind in terms of playing anything other than a hunter the last two seasons like i did a little bit of uh, Titan and Warlock, but uh, last season. But I haven't touched either of them yet this year uh, or this season. No, I haven't either. Um, I'm Hunter all the way. But I think that's probably because when I play, I really only run Arc Titan and Arc uh, Warlock. And since they haven't revamped either of those, I just don't like care enough to go over to try those out. Mm-hmm. Whereas with Hunter, I'll play all four, you know, different class. Or yeah. sunglasses, so I figure I might as well. I'm enjoying playing around with those, so I'll stick with that. But I have a whole bunch of work to do with my Warlock and my Titan. I had a lot of fun running Titan last season. Like, it was a really good change of pace. I really enjoyed it. I haven't touched it this season. I kind of read the patch notes, well, like I said in the last episode, and I was like, oh, Hunter looks the most broken, and I was right. <laughs> It is fun though. They apparently did you guys see uh they unlocked um the rest of the fragments too today. Yeah. Yeah, I, I saw it. I haven't haven't had the glimmer laying around to go buy them all quite yet, but I'll worry about that a little bit later. No, have you talked to our friend Gator? Apparently you can run bounties. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. Um Yeah, I I haven't I haven't looked at them to see what they actually do, but I was like, "Oh, that's cool." Yeah, Hammer Titan for or the new Solar 3.0 for Titan was a bit underwhelming right off the bat. Um, yep. Obviously, I didn't 
I haven't had time to sink some real time into it and try to build anything with it. Uh, but right off the bat, I guess my first feeling was this is not broken. And... <laughs> Sorry. What are you doing? No, you're no, fine. No. Oh my gosh. Uh, I don't know what she's doing. Uh, anyways, uh, so... Yeah, but I was playing, messing around with it today. Sorry if, if that... Dude, if that comes to, through the audio... Let me go close the door and lock it. Hold yeah, on. Yeah, you're, you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> we have, I have kids. I understand. <laughs> oh, man. Um, that's so funny. It's like my dogs are... We're, when we were recording earlier, I could hear them barking and wrestling, like literally right outside of my office door. I'm like, thanks, dogs. You have the entire house to wrestle. Let's, let's do it right in front of dad's door. Oh, yeah. Aries, Aries was out. I just basically rolled him off the couch into his kennel before I came down here to record. I'm like, <laughs> he's done. <laughs> That's fantastic. Uh, anyway, so Solar Titan, underwhelming. Oh, yeah, if, at first it was pretty underwhelming. And, you know, kind of from what I'm seeing, a lot of people are enjoying Hunter from what I'm hearing mm-hmm. is the Hunter's good and Warlocks are good. But t- no, I haven't really heard much chatter or seen any YouTube videos besides the one that you posted about that Titan and the Lost Sector. Yeah, dude. But besides that, I haven't seen, you know, the typical this build is busted. Gotta try it type of video video on on Titans. No, but, I haven't. I haven't, but I also haven't been looking. Um, mm-hmm. But there definitely seems to be the general consensus I've seen is Hunters got it best. Titans were actually second best, and Warlocks got the worst. Really? Well, that, that, it depends on the game mode, right? Like, it feels like out of the two a- or the three aspects, two of them are pretty much PvP aspects. So if you're like a PvP solar warlock it's probably pretty good for you but for pve purposes it's it was underwhelming like i know uh mitch was really struggling to find a build that worked for him with solar uh at least based on his twitter feed uh it's i think he's having a little bit more luck in getting there but uh it seems like yeah the the general consensus i saw was you know, two of the aspects are basically PvP related, and they don't help you much in PvE. So it's harder well, to build a solar warlock for PvE that'll do what you want it to do. Apparently, the bottom tree—I think bottom tree dawn blade—is is pretty much useless now. And then the fact that you your phoenix dive takes up your well. So if you use phoenix dive in the air, like you don't get a rift anymore. Like, which is interesting because I didn't, I mean, do you ever see anyone spamming Phoenix dive that much? Uh, I have. <laughs> good player. I mean, it, it was, it, he was a good player. Yeah, so but he, I mean, it's, it's rare, right? Like if someone knows how to use it, sure. Cause it's like worm husk, right? You get health back. Right. But. Yeah. Well, I don't know. we'll see. It's still early, <clears throat> right? We're what, two weeks in. Right. Yeah, New fragments unlocked this week. You know, more build crafting is going to go in. People are still unlocking all of the seasonal mods and yeah. playing around yeah, with all that's the combinations true. of stuff. I assume by the time this season's over, and obviously in the TWAB today, they said they're making a few adjustments as well. So that are be coming out in the near future. So 
I yeah, suspect I where we're at today is not where we're going to be at in August when the season ends. Yeah, or when the season ends. Yeah, that's true. They've been really. Oh, excuse me. They've been really good at um, making updates timely. Yeah, agreed. So, um, yeah, I didn't get all the way through the twop. I started reading it and uh, I got interrupted. Yeah, I I saw that they had made changes, but I didn't actually dig into what they were because what they're going to do. I'll figure it out when I actually get around to playing some more. Which who knows when that'll be. Maybe I'll I know I weekend. Um Rift is definitely interesting. Um Oh yeah, you know, I haven't played that. I'm, tomorrow night I'm hoping to play a whole bunch of Rift, so they I, uh give me pointers. <laughs> they definitely tried to make it focus on objective based. Which I dig. I'm cool that they're that they're realizing after this many years that if they put an objective in PvP, people are still just going to play Clash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, no matter what the objective is, people are just going to play Clash. Um, and that's still kind of, I, I think, part of the negative feedback is that people are going into Rift just trying to play Clash. And um, that doesn't work out as well. But it is there's like some weird weirdness of it, like the the respawn timer is really long. So it if you is, are with dude. blueberries, like yeah, you end up sitting for a long time. Uh, and then if someone dunks, everyone resets. So there's like a period where you transmat. Right. Um. So I think I think the game can feel really really long, even though it's the exact same amount of time as every other game mode. Because you have these like breaks of action. Yeah, I think that was the one thing I noticed when I watched I watched uh, Watts play some IB the other day. And oh, cool! I was like, it's like, holy shit! Is that is that the res sign for somebody in the sixes? Uh, how like if you're playing solo? How does that work? Nobody ever does anything that way. But like with a coordinated team, I imagine it could be pretty pretty decent but yeah I, like so i understand why they have the long respawn timer to give you a chance to actually res somebody up but yeah. at the same time if you're playing with a bunch of people who aren't doing anything then it's just like hey look i'm watching an orb for whatever it is eight ten <laughs> seconds yeah it's really weird um I, when i played with ghost he was really good about reviving me i was trying to be better about realizing if he went down which was a lot less often than i was going down so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, i thought you were gonna say i was trying to be a whole lot better at not dying so much but <laughs> no i i mean that's always the goal but it doesn't always happen uh, um preaching to the choir so i mean being in a team with a few people that actually care about giving reses i think does make a difference and being able to talk and communicate with your team makes a difference, you know? So like a lot of that helps. And if you're playing solo, like it's a lot harder. Um, if you're getting steamrolled, it really fucking sucks because they can't actually quickly steamroll you because of the delay in timers and the trans mat thing. It just makes the game seem longer than it needs to. And I don't also, remember. 
in one of the discords, and he was like, the only time we had fun was when we played oddball and basically just slayed out the whole time. So if you're a team that's getting stomped and the other team just decides they're not going to dunk and only run around and shoot, uh, that could make it seem a lot longer, too. Jesus. Yeah, well, and, and I think it was in Clay's discord in that same uh, channel that um, someone said, you know, I understand why they reset everyone, but if you are getting steamrolled, there is something to be said about just allowing the match to end. Like, there's something to be said about just being trapped in your spawn and letting the game just be over and moving on versus dragging it out the full full time period. Mm-hmm. Um, even when Ghost and I were playing, we did get up, up against one good team and they did spawn trap us like pretty well. So it is possible for sure. Still. I am probably in the minority, but uh, what was that big rift map in D1? Was that Cathedral or something like that? The one that like had the two little like cliffs. It was on the whatever the hell, the Dreadnought. It had like the two cliffs that came up and the spark spawned right down in the middle. And then there was like the big circular area and the rift points were way in the back. Uh, anyways, it was like. It was one of the ones that they played Rift on a lot. and Oh, yeah. Like you could trap the shit out of people there because there were only like three lanes out of the spawn. They all came out of this one little room. So if you could like get those three exit points covered, you could spawn trap the shit out of them. Uh, whenever we got spawn trapped, I always had like great fun hitting a couple of snipes and like getting out. Even if I knew I was going to die and get respawned in, it was like, well, I don't care about Rift anymore. My whole goal is to break the spawn trap and just for a sec and see what I can do. Like, yeah. I don't hate being spawn trapped. Even in that uh, map in D2 that's so easy to get spawn trapped at. What are the... Where you get spawned at trucks? Yeah, like back in that room. It's an Earth map. Uh, yeah, I don't remember the name of it. But yeah, so that... Uh, even there, like you're spawned in, I'm like, well... I guess we're going to try to hit a sniper or two and try to get out for a sec, even though I know I'll die when I get to B or get to A or whatever it is. But, you know, uh, for me, getting spawn trapped isn't the end of the world. It means it wasn't good enough with my primaries to prevent the spawn trap from happening. So my stats deserve to take a beating. Yeah, Are we'll you sh- sh- oh, Go ahead, dude. Are you sure that was a D1 map that you're thinking of? You're not talking about the one that had, like, the bridges... No, that, uh, that's a D2 one that uh, was that? It's not Eternity, but the other uh, E1. Um, no, not that one. There, there's another one that, oh, I guess it wasn't on the Dreadnought, though. No, that one, I know which one you're talking about. That one, the uh, B is outside and there's a little gazebo. Yeah. Yeah. That one uh, is not it either, but. Uh, okay. Um, oh, um. Anyways, the only dreadnought one I can think of is the one that has like the well in the middle and then the underground areas. Yeah, um, you can fall down. Cathedral of Dusk was the the name of it. I remember the name. I just don't remember the map. But that might actually be the one you were talking about, and the one I was thinking about is a different one too. So, I uh, yeah, my my Destiny one map knowledge is not what it was. Say. Four years ago. Well, yeah. Uh, I don't know anything about that D1 map you're talking about. Oh, I know what you're talking about now, Rob. Okay, sorry. 
Let me let me let me just rudely interrupt Mark one more time. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm used to it. I think at this point. Uh, no, but what I was going to say about the spawn trapping is, uh, it almost seems because when I was playing earlier, right before the podcast, uh, when the enemy would be close to you know the dunking point or whatever the huck, whatever the hell it's called, it would spawn you either you know left mid, right mid or almost all the way at their spawn for whatever reason. So it's it's probably something they added in. If it wasn't in there before, they just have to fine-tune it because if they're about to dunk, why the hell do they spawn you across the map when you have no chance of catching them and preventing yeah. that? Yeah, that exactly. Point. That That is weird. I mean, I assume it's because there's no spawn locations because they are in your spawn. But it is. it did seem weird to, like, have them almost be dunking and then you show up in the middle of the map and there's like there's nothing I can do. I'm just gonna sit yeah. here and wait for five seconds and then get transmatted. Sound like yeah. fun at all. Now I gotta ask, when you were playing with Ghost, did he ever, you know, when he was down repeat several times to res me, res me, you got the res, res me, anything like that? No, we weren't playing no? trial. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> oh, uh, makes me so happy that you know that side of him. <laughs> I mean, he's you know, in my case, he's never wrong when he's telling me to do it, and I don't <laughs> do it, and then I die, and then we we lose a round. But um, it is pretty funny because I didn't know where you were going until I heard you say you got the res, and then I was like, oh yeah, okay, I know exactly where this is going because <laughs> I can. I heard you say that in his voice. <laughs> Oh god. Oh uh, yeah. But it's probably better off if it's 1v1 instead of me trying to get the win to risk dying to trade <laughs> out with him instead and let him to go 1v1 against the person. In- <laughs> yeah, that's what happened a few times when he was very persistent about his res. But, you rezzed him and then you died and then he is Yeah, well- but since he's stuck in animation, you know, I'll get killed and he'll get killed shortly after. Right, okay. and he won't have special no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, he was using a sidearm with a lot of success. Though. Oh, I did see that. Yeah. What is it? Um, punching out? Yep. Punching yep. out, right? Yep. He had a punching out on. You are correct. I've been sniping and using a hand cannon or SMG. And it feels okay. Sniping is very punishing though if you try and take a second shot like the flinch is real and trying to wait you know like if it's a pulse rifle trying to pull in between bursts is a lot harder because i feel like it skyrockets your your scope when you get shot good to know so be fast that Mm -hmm. was that was what i that was my takeaway from the limited time i've had in the crucible this week so be fast be, be good. fast if you're trying to snipe yeah but i did yeah. see that uh cami video earlier this week too speaking of sidearms uh where you can use the seasonal anti-barrier mod and if it has armor piercing rounds it can shoot through bubbles and kill the titan inside the bubble or what oh shoot through, my shoot god through titan walls and uh <laughs> kill the person behind the wall as well or shoot through uh 
light cover uh so like walls <laughs> through the narrow parts of walls and stuff like that they can shoot through as well so basically <laughs> that combination some bug created the old d1 armor piercing rounds where you can shoot through walls and hit people and stuff like that so if you want to see awesome. what it is go check out cammy's uh yeah earlier this I week i think um, that might be worth my uh my time to watch and go troll <laughs> they, they like flew them. into a, a game and waited for somebody to get a bubble and they all had their little sidearms on and they melted the guy in his bubble with like six of them. And then they all just left the game. And they're like, we just wanted to see if we could do it in a real game against people trying to fight <laughs> back. And, like it doesn't kill them fast, right? If they're inside a Titan bubble, but it definitely shoots in and does damage to them from inside the bubble where the guy in the bubble can't shoot out. So I oh. imagine that will be fixed eventually. Yeah, because they can't shoot out, can they? <laughs> no, because the bubble protects everything. That <laughs> so is hilarious. <laughs> Welcome to your death bubble. Right? So, so it doesn't it's like, work the other way? I imagine it'll fix it, but... Yeah, I guess that's a good question, Mark. If you have that same loadout, could you not just do it the other way? I probably could, I would imagine. I would assume that Although it's Although the... The physics or the uh, the coding between friendly fire versus enemy fire might be different for bubbles. Oh yeah, like you're not because if you're shooting the inside of your bubble, you're not slowly oh, you're not damaging from the outside, it. right? Yeah. Or from the inside. Whereas if somebody out the outside's laying into it, it's slowly deteriorating your bubble. So yeah, I imagine the coding might cause issue there. But but anyways, long story short. So that was one of the fun bugs I saw. I don't know if it's super abusable, especially by somebody of like my skill level. Plus, you have to have the right roll on your uh, your sidearm. But if you want to try it, and you get real annoyed of uh, someone like Davis putting up his little Titan wall every time <laughs> you're playing scrims against him, uh, and like trying to deal with him through that, just put on the sidearm and back away and shoot him through it, and watch him just you know lose his mind. The first time you do it. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, yeah, you got to play scrims the other night. Yeah, it was like two weeks ago. I played. Yeah. Uh, but it was fun. I had a good time. Oh yeah, that's right. Because that was right. That was a week before season dropped. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Um. Have you guys done the dungeon? Yes, no, you did. Lana so. Tell me about and it. Nessie, uh, and we went in blind. So we blind, had huh? we had to look up boss damage because I think we were two and a half hours into running it. Like so, we it was not fast for us running blind. Um, but it was really fucking cool figuring it out. You know, it felt like you know raid race day right where the enemies are really hard and if you make a mistake you die um and there's some really cool mechanics in it like for the jumping puzzle and stuff i don't want to like spoil anything i don't know how much you guys want me to go into um <clears throat> i mean i haven't played it yet but i'm definitely not doing it blind well uh... not but likely won't be doing it blind light on the spoilers let's just say yeah that. i'll just yeah, yeah. i'll just say there's there's really cool mechanics that you haven't seen before to get around 
Okay. I had a tweet about, uh, I don't know, it was the usual stuff that I see about people complaining about people complaining. So that's the (laughs) the normal thing, right? Somebody complains about Destiny uh, on Twitter, and then somebody else complains about people complaining. Complains about people complaining, yeah, yeah. But it's like, it was basically, you all have been complaining about artificial difficulty with champions and so many yellow bars, and so now they give you a dungeon that's got mechanics and just red bars, and y'all complain about that too because the mechanics are <laughs> tough to figure out and shit like that. It's like, yeah, it was. I mean, it made sense. Like we had, like I said, we had to look up, we had to look up something on the final boss because we couldn't figure out one of his mechanics. Um, getting to the final boss took a lot of time. We beat one of the bosses and I said, are we done? And Nessie and Lana both laughed at me and they're like, no, dude, that's not a final boss. That's just a boss. And I'm like, are we dead? <laughs> and we continued on. Um, we got to the boss room and we finally figured out how to like get it to a phase where we could do damage on the boss because you got to do a bunch of mechanics to even get to a damage phase. And then um, we fucking dropped two um, two blade barrages on them and Lana super and all of our heavy. And it took away like a 16th of his health. Oh, my God. Like barely moved the bar at all. And we're like, what the fuck? And it was I mean, we're like we're like 30, 40 minutes in at this point. And like we get to the we finally figured out to get to a damage phase because we're blind like we have we you have there's a lot of fucking mechanics to figure out to get to a damage phase and uh we're like oh fuck what just happened like what are we doing wrong so nessie nessie did look that up and we figured that out and and that started going better um and then lana kind of gave us an ultimatum you know she you could tell like she was pretty spent Cause like she started getting real quiet in yeah. chat and not responding to direct questions at all. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I was just kind of at the point where I felt her pain, but I also wanted to get it done. So I would just blatantly ask her again. Like, I understand what you're doing by not answering me. I'm just going to ask you again because I'm an adult and I'm not going to play games. <laughs> And she's like, okay, guys, we haven't we haven't been making much progress here. Like, I don't think we're going to clear it. I probably have a half hour left. And, you know, Nessie, Nessie being Nessie is like, you mean until we continue and then we finish it. Um, <laughs> and sure enough, like we, we kept running and it well exceeded a half hour. And she's like, this is probably going to be one of my last times. Like, I think I need to go do something else really soon. And then we fucking cleared it <laughs> like like right then and there we cleared it. And I'm like, oh, thank God, because she was she was about to about to jump bail ship. So. It was yeah, cool. I just those things other than you run that long, it just sometimes you're just like, nah, I'm done. We'll come back no, with oh, fresh mind the next day. I was right there with her, man. Like I was not I did not have much left in me i went as soon as we got done with the dungeon i didn't even look at my loot or go to the tower i was just like i'm gonna go do something for a little bit <laughs> Love granted it. i was i was also like not feeling well so going and doing something was like lay on the sofa and not move for a little bit but still 
Um, it was cool. It was really cool. I got um, I got the new heavy, which is a three burst linear fusion rifle, and that's a lot of fun. It does massive damage. Yeah. Like, so one bullet counts as three bursts. So you have twenty one bullets, but it's really sixty three shots oh, in your shit. reserves. Because one bullet is three bursts, and it's pop, pop, pop like that. And there's a little bit of a delay on it, so like you can you can totally pull it down like a fusion rifle. Okay. Um, burst shots, and granted, I'm not. I'm at like. 1560, 1561 for my base light. Um, I was burst shotting anywhere from 19 uh, to like 29 uh, a tap. So, you know, you're you're flirting with that 60k damage for one bullet. So two, two shots, like two shots might be breaking 100k. And then if you have golden or if you blade barrage too, and you get your blade barrage up into that 400 to 600 K range for damage, like it puts out some damage. Interestingly enough, though, it does not one shot guardians with a burst. I found what? that you have to at least get hit two of the three to, to take out a guardian. In the head. Or two body. Okay. Okay. It's better. So, it's better. <clears throat> it's better than a regular linear fusion heavy in PvP. Mm -hmm. Okay, but you also only get three sh three bullets instead of six. So you know when you pick up a heavy box. Yeah. But yeah. in PVE, like I said, you can roll around with twenty one. So it's not not too shabby. We were trying to pick up. I'm gonna have to run that sometime in the near future. Yeah, the armor. I wish the armor was cooler. The armor is very just. Well, it's D1 armor, right? Like they went for that D1 aesthetic, and <laughs> I honestly have not put on a new piece of armor for like five seasons straight now. <laughs> like, I will just break down or infuse things that are higher light, but I have like the. I actually don't even know if. I know that I'm not like min maxed my my stats. I'm like, ah, eh, it's high enough. Blah blah blah. If I if I don't like the way it looks, I can just mess around and change the uh, skin. But it's yeah. way too much work to find a piece of armor and then masterwork it and then <laughs> level it up. And I'm like, fuck it. I'm just keeping the same stuff. I I basically like have come to the point where I only look at mobility, resilience, and recovery, and to their importance to me is based on what subclass I'm playing, like Hunter, Titan, or Warlock. And I, I went through, I think, two seasons ago, and I just got rid of all of my armor that did not have good stats. And so when I get a new drop, I only have two rows of armor, and the third row is typically open on each character. And I just look, I'm like, okay, like, here are the two or three non-exotic pieces of armor that I have on me. Like, are the stats better? 
Is it, you know, like, is it similar mobility, but I have more recovery or, you know what I mean? I just look at that. And if it isn't going to break any levels for me, I'm like, yep, goodbye. I have one set of, uh, one set of non-exotic armor and it's like, I'll change the exotic pieces out and just replace the stuff. Definitely, definitely leaving some on the table for my destiny, uh, min maxing, (laughs) but not actually, you know. Caring about subclasses or stats, depending on what I want to do, or builds that go with said stats. I almost always, or I, I said, I almost never even care about the elemental subclass on my thing. So occasionally they're like, I'll see something that's like, oh, yeah, you must run this sort of thing for your build. Like back when it would charge with light stuff, was yeah, really, right. And so I was like, okay, well, I'll make sure that my my armor subclass allows me to run the stuff I need to run. But since since that, basically, I haven't touched my armor subclasses either. So yeah, I'm sure I there's some pretty really cool mods out there that I have never even tried because it would require me to change something from one element to another. I don't know if you've looked into this. <clears throat> or I assure you I haven't. Okay, well then, here you go. Here's the magic bullet for your mid-maxing or min-maxing, whatever the hell it's called. D2ArmorPicker.com You go there and it'll show you, you obviously have to connect it to your Bungie account, but you pick, you know, let's say you, for me, I go in, I have Dune Marchers, I click on Dune Marchers, I want to build around this exotic piece. And you could even put, you know, show, it'll obviously show you hundreds of hundreds of results that they have, that they found with armor you have, but you can even click, there's an option that says, you know, show only minimal uh, points wasted. So, so you only waste three points, four points, five points, sometimes even zero. And it basically builds your set of armor for you. And then you could copy and paste into DIM and it'll highlight which armor piece that is. You move it over and there's your build. Yeah. You can get really, really crazy on the stats if you want to use D2 armor picker. picker. Oh, that thing looks, yeah. But those things look pretty beautiful. Maybe, just maybe, one of these days when I get back into the uh, the Destiny grind, I think I'm slowly starting to come out of my, like, off time, away time, where I was playing other stuff. But not quite there yet, obviously, since I just bought FIFA. But eventually I'll get back to Obsessed, and that's when, when I'm in se- Obsessed is when I'll make all my changes for the next year, and then I'll <laughs> run with those for a while. And then you won't do, yeah. Uh, Squid, my buddy Squid that I work with, texts me, um right before the show because i guess they're they're remaking spider-man and releasing it on pc oh Um, yeah i know right and he's he sent it to me and i'm like dude that's rad he's like i know you're gonna be able to buy a game besides destiny and i just text back (laughs) nope (laughs) i really appreciate that spider-man's coming out i know it's probably an amazing game i absolutely am not gonna buy it because i will not play it I still have Cyberpunk. I absolutely did not finish Ori. I think I think my Game Pass like access is removed in a few days. So, dude, yeah. I'm right there with you. I don't know how many games I bought that I and I bought brand new, full price, thinking like I want to branch out and not play Destiny so much. Yeah, and I I play like the first ten fifteen minutes or the intro level. Yeah. And that is it. I never touched the game again. I'm back in Destiny, and 
It's not because the games are bad. I just don't have the same time. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I just don't. Don't have the same time. They did name the uh, the new Dragon Age game that's coming out. Not this year, but uh, maybe next year, maybe the year after. They haven't actually said the time, but they they did finally now put out an announcement today of, you know, it's going to be Dragon Age Dreadwolf is the name of it, uh, which basically just means that sometime over the course of the next, you know, five to six months, I need to replay through Dragon Age Inquisition again to... I need to know, finish that. Get all that stuff squared away, so... That'll be on my list of things to do as well. Um, I might just take a week off in, in the fall after I get a release <laughs> out or something like that and just be like... <laughs> I haven't done this in a while. I'm taking a full week off to play video games. Play video games? <laughs> awesome. I don't I mean, want to get, you know, off too off topic or Ah, uh, there is no topic and okay. we follow no rules. What what build do you usually go for, like on a Dragon Age type of game, Nips? Uh I am very much in all of those game types. My my default is to make a a range like a rogue, so an archer in Dragon okay. Age. Uh in Cyberpunk I was went heavy into sniper for my first build. Um, then I realized that that was a lot of work. And so I just went to Katana and did the run up and stab people build instead. But, uh, but like all of those types of games, my default is, I mean, Skyrim first one I made was a uh, archer as well. So archer mm-hmm. rogue is my, my default. The only thing I don't like, a, like for Skyrim, I'm the same way. I, I love the archer build and, you know, probably a big part of that's because of Lord of the Rings and Legolas yeah. being the fucking coolest character in that movie or in that series, my opinion only. But like when it comes to Dragon Age Inquisition, you know how it's just hold down the trigger or the mouse button and it'll just shoot the arrows. It's not yeah, about aiming right. or anything like that. I find that to be just a little bit boring. So I have to end up going with like a tank or a knight type build, paladin type build for games like Inquisition. I kind of wanted to try to do a trap build uh, and have fun with that, but then I re- remembered that that would take actual work, and I'm pretty lazy, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. But, yeah. So, no, I'm looking forward to playing that again, because Freddie Prince Jr. did such an amazing job as Iron Bull. It's easily, like, my favorite, like, side character in a game for the past however long. Like, he's just fantastic and he you know is useful when fighting dragons so when you get to end game you get to play with your favorite like side character and it's just all mm-hmm. i just and like both times i've beaten the game the final boss fight has glitched out for me and i've like gone through the map uh on the stairway up to the final boss fight so i'm outside the map and the boss can't hit me and i just shoot arrows at him the whole time and like I've yet to actually get to do that final boss legit because it keeps cra- or you know it keeps glitching out on me. So I need to play through it again to just have you know a real fight there one time. You've only played it on Xbox, yeah. Maybe that third play tr- playthrough should be on a uh, PC. Maybe, but then I'd have to buy it for PC. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's like eight dollars. Okay, well that's pretty reasonable. <laughs> it's I, I need money. it's fifa money that's true um i would say the only thing that uh has really hurt the uh 
playing on the computer lately is the puppy is the basement is not puppy proofed, right? Um, compared to the upstairs where I can sit there and keep an eye on him and keep him from destroying stuff. I bought him a nice dog bed down here. And uh, as you can see, you guys won't be able to. Ah. <laughs> the dog bed is gone and just shredded everywhere. And uh, they're just... Yeah. Nice dog beds when they are young is a big gamble. Right. I have a couch cushion that I use to block off uh, an area over to the side of my computer. Um, and so he decided, fine, I won't go in there. Ripped open the couch cushion and pulled all the stuffing out. So now he can't get behind over there. But there's also just like, for for the better part of the last like two weeks, I've just refused to look at it and pretend that it's not there. Because it's like an entire couch cushion outside of the couch cushion. Uh, just sitting behind something. So it's just like, <laughs> if if I'm on a phone call and he's down here, like for work in the morning, I can just hear him ripping stuff. Like this dog bed or the couch. I just hear through my headphones that I'm like talking to somebody from Germany at eight in the morning. I'm just hearing. <laughs> I just like, oh God, it's gonna be so bad. It's like, how am I even gonna finish my sentence? And then I like have to show them on the computer that he's destroying stuff, and they have a good laugh about it. But like, so I have been playing a lot more on the Xbox just because it's easier to keep an eye on him than come down here and try to play on the computer. Because yeah, he's. He's going to be a very good dog, but uh, he's also not very trustworthy. Um, he is absolutely gaga for shoes right now. If you let him see a shoe, he will grab it. He doesn't just chew it immediately. You have time, right? He will play, throw it up in the air, catch it, run around, and play with it for like, you get about a good two minutes. But if you don't get that shoe away from him in two minutes, it's a goner. Because it takes him about three bites to tear it apart and wreck it. Like, he's got, like, the best jaw strength of a pet I've ever had in terms of, like, destroying things. But uh, but, but he's, he's normally he gives you a little bit of time to worry about it. <laughs> to it's fix it before it gets bad. see what's going on. Yeah. Uh, dude, I... Was it last week? I think it was last week. When we went to my dad's house and Twyla got into something at my dad's house and she had diarrhea for like four or oh, five days and we had shit. to get meds and, you know, she's a very good dog. Like both, I'm, I'm lucky both of my dogs have been very good about accidents. So she, especially her, she does not like to have accidents in the house. And she was had diarrhea to the point like where she was pooping like on the floor, like she get up in the middle of the night and couldn't even make it to her bedroom door. So I dealt with that, right? Cleaning carpets, doing all that jazz. And then my other dog, Maple, this week ate something outside. Don't know what it was. Got diarrhea. So I had to, we had to get meds for both of my dogs, like within a two week time frame. And I have done so much carpet cleaning. It sucks. I dude the other day I cleaned like there's two spots leading into our bedroom and I cleaned those and the dog pooped like a foot away from where I cleaned the next day and I'm like, God damn it. Like and not on purpose. <laughs> it's just how it it just happened to be there. But I'm just like, oh, of course, of course <laughs> that like 
I gotta go back up and do the same spot again. <laughs> uh, and not like, I'm not talking like spray clean with the paper towel. I'm talking get out the fucking carpet shampooer and shampoo the carpet cleaning. Yeah. <laughs> Good times. Fluffy's carpet cleaning and restoration. You know, I we have light colored carpet, man. I I enjoy having it clean. Yeah. I've sort of given up and I'm just going to replace the carpet once uh, the puppy gets old enough that uh... five years later. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, that's... <laughs> now he's the dog's so old. I'm just going to replace it after he after he, he passes. passes and I get a new puppy. Yeah, I, I said that about Apollo, too. Uh, but <laughs> it is all hardwood underneath my uh, carpet, so I could conceivably just rip it up rip it and up. not replace it and then just, you know, fix up the hardwood underneath it and probably would add value to my house in the grand scheme of things. It just depends on what pe- what's trending, right? right. Like yeah. people are like, oh, hardwood is great. Oh, carpet's where it's at. Oh, hardwood is great. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's fair. I'm sure whatever I do, it'll be wrong. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I, I think especially old houses like that, not old, but you know what I mean? Like that. It's old issue. Yeah. It's like, it was, made, it was built in the mid-50s, so... Yeah, I was going to say, know, it's like 50s, 60s, right? Because that's yeah. that my... Did you see my old house? Yeah. Before the, yeah. My old house was similar to yours. Like, they're both that same style of house, born in, or made in the same kind. Yeah, same time frame. But yeah, they used actual real hardwood for those floors. So they're, they are legit. Wait, I think you muted... Yeah, it's real nice hardwood. We took up the carpet in the uh, the second bedroom, and it's yeah, it's, you know, it's pretty nice in there. So, yeah, so yeah, and typically all you have to do is like rent a sander or hire someone with a sander to <laughs> to sand it down and then seal it, and then it looks brand new. Right. So it'll be there, but Karina's pup is getting older, so Lord knows, you know, within within the next, you know. Let's say year and a half, there'll probably be another new puppy in the house because, you know, we'll end up replacing, just running through. But I think I've reached the point now where two dogs is a thing I'm I'm pretty comfortable with. Two dogs is nice when they get along because then they have each other. Right. The problem is these two don't get along. Like, Well, they're they're vastly different in age, too. The puppy just wants to play and the older dog is like, Dude, get the fuck away from me. Hmm. You get so funny. Like, you can see her little face, like, show her teeth and stuff like that. And when he even, like, just walks by her, you can just see her start to get agitated and want to attack. And it's just like, you understand that if you actually tried to attack him, it would go poorly for you, right? Well, I don't think that that dog necessarily excels in the intelligence category. Like, you know, we all have different stat roles on our personalities. And uh, Aries might have that. That one it might have the size and the brains in that relationship. <laughs> oh God! So anybody doesn't know, Karina's dog is like a a seventeen pound multi. I mean, a Shih Tzu poodle mix. So you know, with with the energy of a one year old dog. Yeah, from time to time, she'll like to run around uh, for sure. Yeah. Um, today she ran face first into some burrs. Um, so. I was like, oh, cute. She's got a leaf stuck to her face. And then she walked up closer. And I'm like, oh, God damn it. She's got burrs stuck to her face. And she does not like getting touched or held. So 
we both had to glove up with like winter gloves, me to pick her up and Karina to be able to reach in there and pull her fur away from her face and cut it out, cut the burrs out. And there was so much biting. Just so <laughs> many dog bites. Oh, so. She's a feisty old uh, old broad. They get that way when they get old. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, I got some. I'm going to completely derail this dog situation. Uh, I saw an article today. It made me think of our good friend Gator, you know, the one that hates coffee, not not the other Gator, not the RNG kind, but just our, our coffee-hating friend in Florida. Uh, there was a, um, a study posted in R Science on Reddit that said coffee consumption is linked to a reduced risk of acute kidney injury. I was like, oh, cool. Coffee's good for your kidneys. <laughs> Acute kidney injury. <laughs> I mean, they're not good really for your tough. kidneys, but it's really for good acute kidney. kidney injury. <laughs> no, 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 no. See, Rob, what you need to do with scientific documentation is read only the title. Don't actually read the research; <laughs> just the title, and then make assumptions off of that title. I find that's the best way to go through life. I was just looking at what acute kidney injury actually is. <laughs> An abrupt decrease in kidney function, which encompasses both injury, structural damage, and impairment, loss of uh, function. The syndrome that rarely has a soul and distinct pathi- pathophysiology. So, so, yeah. You could maybe argue that uh, if that paper is correct, that it actually does something good for your kidney and preventing it from rapidly collapsing on you. I mean, it's a st- it was a scientific study. Of course it's correct. When has a scientific study ever been corrupt or not correct? Oh, danger, danger, Will Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> there was totally... Someone posted a, st- a study on um, running shoes. I'm, I, I, this will be really quick. On um, <laughs> Max Cushion running shoes and how... Like they were trying to make an argument how max cushion running shoes are are not necessarily doing for you what you think they are. Like a lot of cushion doesn't necessarily protect you more was that the, what they're trying to prove with this case. And someone's like, so just in case all of you did not read this research and only read the title, they studied 12 people. And they are all heel strikers. And heel striking is like the worst way to run because you come down on your heel and then you're, you know, you come down on your heel and then your foot goes flat versus landing like on your midfoot on the ball of your foot. So like they studied only 12 people like. I'm sorry, that's a pretty small sample size. And then all 12 people had the worst possible running form. <laughs> it's like, I, yeah. Yeah. I think that the point is read your read your scientific studies, unless they're about coffee, and then make assumptions. So it says <laughs> that uh, about 13 million people a year worldwide suffer from acute co- uh, kidney injury, um, and 1.7 million people worldwide die each year. So, if you're a coffee drinker, holy shit! I mean, 1.7 out of a population of eight billion is dude still not that much it's a lot of people 1.7 uh, million people dying is a lot of people 
mm, of one specific cause, right? Yeah. One cause yeah. a year. That's a lot of people. Okay, but in the U.S. alone, seven hundred thousand people die a year of heart disease. So yeah, I'm not saying that other things aren't bad. <laughs> I'm just saying this thing is also bad. <laughs> uh, I, I would like to preface that you probably should drink your coffee black and not filled with creamer and sugar because that probably is counterintuitive to the healthy benefits of it. So yeah, worldwide uh, cardiovascular disease is 17.9 million a year. So 10 times as many as this acute kidney. Yeah, disease. don't eat fast food every day. <laughs> <laughs> that is also something that you should practice. I bet I bet of those 17 million, like 80% is the US. No, I already told you it was 700,000. Oh, the US, that's so. the fuck. You can okay, do this math. I, I got faith in you. That's that's at least 90% of 17 million. <laughs> Nailed it. Using <laughs> <laughs> oh. my college degree to the max. Oh. Hey, do we get questions for Mark this week? Oh, fuck. Yeah, we do. Oh, hey, real quick. Before we do that, I actually wrote notes. Um that I want to talk about real, real fast on okay. Destiny. Okay, I want to talk about this PVE loop uh, for people that want to grind out the new weapons or grind out just rank or season rank or whatever. It's kind of fun. So you can pick up the daily bounties. It's like a bounty grind, right? You pick up your daily bounties. Plus <laughs> You're your definitely selling me on it. <laughs> But here's the thing, you look at what you get. So if it's primarily all weapon shit, then you load in and you do the public event. Right. Right? Makes sense. Doing the public event gives you the harvesting thing, gives you rewards at the end of it, right? Yeah. This is assuming that you get all the way to tier three and you clear all the bosses in time. So the harvester gives you rewards. The chest gives you rewards. Mm. If you pay attention to the screen, it says two more chests have been unlocked, not yep. one. But two, so you get four opportunities for red bar weapons or an opulence key just doing that event. So there's a good chance that you'll get a key. All of the chests on the, the patrol area can drop opulence keys and red bar weapons. So just doing the bounties, typically you'll get an opulence key. Then you go run to wherever it is that you got it from right away, open up the chest. Why right away? Because you're going to find more chests on the way there. And those are opportunities that you could get more keys for more red bar weapons. I feel like I've opened there since I started playing the season and I'm there. I've had about three chests where, that I've opened that I didn't have an opulence key in my inventory. Yeah, like. It feels yeah. like I open a chest and then the next chest I open has an opulence key in it. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's very rewarded. And then as soon as your bounties are done, you just go back to orbit, grab five more and then go back in. You know, and if you get like the pools, like there's a pools bounty and there's a dog's bounty or baths. I'm sorry. Baths and pleasure gardens. Yeah. And, and I don't know if it rotated this week. I haven't actually played any PVE this week. Um, but I, I guess my point is just I just want to bring it to people's attention if they haven't played much that it's actually a rewarding bounty loop. And it it 
keeps you from just doing the public event. Like if you actually look at what you got and you're like, oh, I got to go do pools, then go do the pools bounty and pools and don't do the public event and clear your shit. And you probably have a key or a red bar weapon and then just go back to orbit. I did that with Nessie for a little bit um, last week. And uh, we were both clearing bounties about the same amount of time. We're picking up patrols when we see them. And uh, he actually was getting mad because I was getting like two to three keys per his one (laughs) while we were doing loops. But got him with that RNG. Dude, it was pretty funny. He he swore at me a few times. Um, But yeah, I don't know. I just I think I think Bungie did something right Um, with how often the keys drop, how often you can get deep sight weapons. and then also, you know, you have like the hidden bosses in the rooms and stuff, and those usually yeah, those are kind of fun things. So yeah, yep. Anyways, some I wanted to bring up because we didn't really talk about it last week. Yeah. Okay. Questions, huh? Questions for Mark. Uh, okay. All right, I got the first one here. Okay. Senior Ghost asks. Will Senor Marky be making a guest appearance, asking for a friend? Yes, Ghost, he will. <laughs> um, so, Drafty asks, do you have a problem with Journey? This is in reference to saying <laughs> that the Aesop Rock album was a journey or a fable of an album and you will learn things. Um, and in response to that, Drafty, I do. I want to fight them all. I don't know how many members are in Journey, but I think we should 1v Journey. Because it wouldn't be 1v1. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sorry. It looks like there's quite a few of them. One, two, three, four, five, six. But they're all old, so they're probably in good shape that way. What are old? Journey. Oh, well, there's six. Oh, wow. Five. Five <laughs> in the picture. And... Dude, I'll just go. I'll fight dirty. I'll go in there with ha- with my hands, like, clutching, like, big handfuls of sand. And I'll just fucking sand them in the eye, like, ninja style, and then just kick them all in the private parts, get them to bend over, do some cheap blows. I think I can just, I can win this dirty. I think I can win it dirty. Uh, based on the, the pictures of the current and former members of Journey, because as a group, there you know, people who were in German, Journey, you're like at like 15, but all of them look like they did way too much heroin earlier in their life, so you're probably okay. Sweet. I don't know how to fight, so it is, it's probably not okay probably. anymore. Yeah, maybe I'll just I'll just like find someone who has Adderall and just snore a bunch of Adderall and just get all like wired up and then go at it. All right, we have for uh, for (laughs) Mark a bunch of a serious group of questions here. Let's Uh, let's tag team these. okay? I'll do uh, one. You do one. Sure. Go for it. Okay. Uh, question for Marky Mark. Uh, Ghost wants to know, what do you do for a living? I work. That's a great answer. Okay, <laughs> what do you got, Nips? What do you do for fun outside of video games? Let's see. I'll, I'll, I'll give him some serious responses. I don't want to just give him these 
No, no, it's Ghost. It doesn't matter. Oh, He's not okay, even a real yeah, person. Right. I forgot. If it was somebody important like Stormy, then I definitely would want to. Yeah, yeah, or even give Nessie. Some yeah. 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 Ghost, Nessie, same person. Uh, <laughs> outside of video games, uh, I guess watch anime. Watch anime. If I can get to the gym, I like going to the gym. You know, it's just hard to get there. The only time I can really work out is. 4 a.m. So that's it, it can get pretty taxing after a few days, especially if you try yeah. to stay up playing, you know, Destiny late. The next morning is terrible. Yeah, so, it adds up yep. real quick. Yeah. But yeah, that, those are probably the main things, you know. Uh, I guess I enjoy. I do enjoy learning new recipes as far as cooking, trying new things, but. I'd definitely stick more with the going to a gym or watching anime. I like that. Um, since you don't play, since you didn't play any of the Halos or Destiny 1, what the hell did you even do before Destiny 2? FIFA. FIFA. Uh, what else? RPGs, so Skyrim, Oblivion, you know, Elder Scroll games. Any game that there's a romance option, I probably sought it out and played it up until that romance option was <laughs> played through. That is fantastic. Oh, so what's your favorite game of all time then? Oh, you know, before I've I've answered this and it's uh, Kator, Knights of the Old Republic. Okay. You know, one and two, those were big games, but I'm going to give a different answer because I've already given that answer. I think like on your, on this show previously and then uh, with Gator and uh, Hazel. So I'm going to switch it up this time. Well, another game that I really remember enjoying and if I play it now, it probably sucks was a Game Boy Advance game. It was a Dragon Ball Z Legacy of Goku. Hmm. That one was, that one was a cool game. I remember enjoying that one. Very, very much. I like it. Uh, he has some stuff about solar, but we already kind of talked about that and how you haven't had as much time at it. So I'm going to skip ahead and say, what fusion rifle are you using now? Right now I'm switching between Iota Draconis, which is a high impact. So it has that 960 charge rate and a hollow words, which I think is a little underrated. You mostly see main ingredient. Um, and a few of the fast, faster firing ones, but I have a hollow words with killing wind and unrelenting. And once you get that first kill with killing wind and it, you know, increases your, it boosts your mobility, mobility, handling stability. It just, it feels really good after you get that first kill. And I've gotten a few, you know, clutch plays with that. So that's what I'm enjoying right now. How, how, how do you feel about the 960 charge time? Like, cause I know we were both big fans of like the eight twenty to eight sixty range back in the mm-hmm. day. Uh, I think from what I've seen, it it definitely works in sixes and something you know more casual. But once you start getting into when you play against faster players, the really good players, uh, higher tier players, in trials and or survival, high end survival, that the charge rate's just too fast. They come at you way too fast. Um. Obviously, I lost a bit of my edge when I took that six-month break from Destiny. 
So I lost a little bit of that instinct when you kind of learn to read players that they're going to rush you. So you get you start pre-charging. But I really feel like 960s, it, it's hard to pull that off at high skill gunplay. It, it's You have to go with a main ingredient or, or something a little bit faster. But low yeah. skill, it's fun to just, uh, or like sixes, Hells it's fun yeah. to just run that's, through people. That's yeah. where you can really enjoy it. Hell yeah. That's okay. where I enjoy it. I, I like using the Aude Draconis there. It's fucking fun there. All right. So the last question from Ghost is, if you played Ghost in a 1v1 best of seven series on burnout, who would win? You know, it's hard to take this question seriously when you're still on controller ghost. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Got him. But uh, I really, I I honestly think probably ghost would end up winning Uh, just because I I feel like he's a more consistent player than than I am. Uh, It might be that aim assist or it might just be just, he's just better. He's a good player. He's a really good player and I'll give it to him. He most likely would end up winning that series of seven. Well, should you guys ever want to uh, play it out, uh, I hope somebody will at least stream it for all of us to have some amount of uh, cheering and gambling involved. <laughs> I like the gambling, illegal gambling on uh, on this 1v1. Seems like yeah. a good choice. Is it um, illegal, though? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe not. It depends on what state you're in. Yeah. Uh, Senior Davis asks if, again, if we can ban Burning Wing um, from the Discord. Uh, unfortunately, Davis, I don't know who owns the Discord, so we probably can't. <laughs> Mark's, a, Mark's an admin. He can do whatever he wants, right? I don't think... Oh, yeah. No, because Burning Wing's an admin. Oh, is it Burning Wing an admin? Uh-huh. No, he's not. I oh, had the not? option. No, I no, don't check no, today. No, he's not an admin here. Uh, I, I checked. Can was, I kiss this guy? He's but an admin in a... Guardian yeah. Down, but... You I can thought definitely... I made him a mod in ours. Okay, that's that's right, because Davis has power in our, our Discord. And... Got it. Uh, so no, you I could like... if you I... wanted to, but I don't know why you would want to. No, I like Burning Wing. He's, he's good chaos. And, dude... The man made me tacos, like some did call bomb me a coward, ass so. tacos. Like if you want to win me over, yeah, make smart. me make me tacos, man. I'm your friend for life. Then it's fill you up with meat. What's that? Fill you up with meat if you want to make you happy. <laughs> Put your warm meat inside of me, and it will make me happy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> uh, so he came over to H's house and he had been soaking his meat in the soup all day. And he just threw his meat onto a plate and he's like, here you go. Fill up, big boy. Uh, I had tacos tonight, dude. They were really good. Oh. We uh, smoked a pork butt uh, on basically all day Sunday. So Mm -hmm. went on at 6 a.m., came off on Monday morning at 7 a.m., threw it in a a cooler, took it back to the farm, and it was like six hours after we pulled it off the smoker. I went to pull it out of the cooler, and it was still like 
hot, not even warm, but hot <laughs> and like tearing it apart was the easiest thing ever. Uh, but it was just, it was perfect, perfectly cooked. So, and we took all the leftovers home. So I've had nothing but, uh, leftover pork butt this week. That's pretty rad. Yeah. Not upsetting. We, my, we were at dinner tonight and, uh, we need a cooler for this coming weekend. And uh, like bigger than what we have, some with wheels. Um, I was like, babe, I'm like, we, our coolers are old as fuck. Like, why don't we just buy a new cooler? It's been forever since we've bought a cooler, you know? And we just bought cheap ones because we were really poor when we bought these. And she's like, yeah, sure, that's a good idea. And I go to look and I'm like, holy shit, coolers are like two to five hundred dollars. Like, <laughs> and so we borrowed a cooler from my parents. <laughs> Moral of the story. Oh, I was all jazzed. I was like, dude, we're going to we'll get something nice this time. Like, it's nice to have a nice cooler. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm not I'm not ready. I'm not ready for that bandaid to be ripped off yet. Oh, my God, that's great. Yeah. Now- you just said something that reminded me that I wanted to ask both of you guys. And even other people okay. if they want to chime in on the Discord later. Your significant other, your wife, mm-hmm. your your girlfriend, right? You call them babe, you just called her babe. Nips, I don't know what you call your girlfriend. You would be surprised to learn that uh, I am maybe not the most... Uh forthcoming with pet names okay well then i kind of know what your answer is going to be then how do you have that person saved on your phone as their contact name (laughs) first middle and last name no i'm just kidding i'm just kidding it's just it's just karina uh it's funny that you asked this because i uh i had to <laughs> I had to go through my car with the dude at the car dealership and I had called my wife. So like when we synced up my phone, all of the contacts and recent calls, like her name was like listed like four times at the top of the recent call list. I know the answer to this question. Yeah, and so I call her lover on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was pretty hilarious until her parents were in the car with me. And I had to go, hey, Google, call lover. And then it rings her phone. (laughs) Calling her. No, don't don't call her. Um, (laughs) So, so, uh, so yeah, so the car, car sales guy got quite a laugh out of that as well today. Nips. What's yours, Mark? No, I'm, I've, it's just her first name for me. I don't have anything special in my phone. I actually don't have any. I don't think I have anybody. Uh, maybe I have gamer tags. I have people by their gamer tags instead of their real gamer name. Tags. But uh, yeah. that's it. Everyone else's real name. Well, I recently got in trouble. Uh, oh. I've been with her for 13 years. That's why we've had 12 kids, you know, one a year type of thing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> As you do. But Bravo. Bravo. For like the first uh, 10 years, I'd say, for the first 10 years, it was, you know, babe or, you know, a pet name. But 
I forgot what caused that. I ended up just, you know what? It's time just Denise. And her nicknames, iPhones let you, you know, put uh, babe or girlfriend as a nicknames and things like that. And that's where I still had babe. But so I had Denise for like, it's been like that for a year and a half, two years. And it happened like at the dealership, like you just said, Fluffy, when we got a car and we had to sync up my phone. And then he's like, oh, what's your what's your wife's name? And oh, it's under Denise. Yeah, yeah. And we were talking about that. So we she it already happened in front of her. Like this was nothing new, I thought. And I thought, okay, she didn't say anything. We're good. And a few days ago or two days ago, I lost my phone and she was calling it. And she sees, oh, oh, you just have me under Denise. Oh, (laughs) oh, oh, like, oh, my God, it's been like that for years. And you just say something now. (laughs) You need to change it to like ball and chain. Or like, or like, or like, or like, don't answer stressful. God, <laughs> Jesus. Like, really just go all in. It's uh, a bold move. Yeah, so I ended up changing it. So. <laughs> what, so what is it now? Now it's babe. Now it's babe. That's pretty funny, man. <laughs> I think you really need to just, you need some ridiculous name now. I don't know. Think about it. Woman who bosses me around. (laughs) Kid factory. Oh, man. I don't know. If it's the type of person who gets upset that you don't have a pet name in there, (laughs) changing it to uh, another one might be real danger zone there. I think I think yeah, you should probably not do anything mean, but definitely like if you can make her laugh or make fun of her in a way where she won't get mad, like I think that's the right play. <laughs> uh, <laughs> totally puts out. <laughs> uh, yeah, good times. Um, what else? What else? What else? Um, the fitness contest is going on. Um, yeah, it is. I haven't posted anything this week. I set a reminder to post something today and then, um, work got insane. And then I had to go get my car, so that did not work out. So I took a screenshot of my numbers and I will try and upload something tomorrow after the podcast i guess um but yeah i don't know i was doing really good and i got fucking sick this weekend dude it wasn't covid but i was knocked out from friday afternoon until tuesday no wednesday yeah wednesday yesterday was the first day that i felt good tuesday i thought i was good and I did some carpet shampooing and I had to go sit down for like a good 15, 20 minutes, like after cleaning for maybe a half hour at the most. Oof. I was like, holy shit, dude, I am wrecked. <laughs> so, yeah. It did some damage on did damage on my running numbers and fitness, but surprisingly, I only gained one pound. So I was OK with that. Yeah, if you get sick enough, you don't actually. Eat that oh, much. no, mm-hmm. I I ate pizza twice in that time frame. <laughs> oh, OK, well, 
And and not not like just like a normal amount of pizza. Like I ate too much pizza, oh, pizza. and then <laughs> yeah, not a, not a whole pizza, but but my fucking my belly was bursting after I sat down. So my willpower was not as strong when I was sick. I was just like, oh, if I'm gonna eat, I'm just gonna eat food, but I don't want to make anything. So what can be delivered? <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, the trip to Vegas this weekend really took me off track. I still got to the gym two of those days on oh, Friday before we left. And then on Saturday over there, I was able to uh, go to one of the gyms over there. But, you know, the more I thought about it, I really thought I had ate a bunch of crap. But it ended up being pretty decent food and not in huge quantities. But I drank soda, which I hadn't been doing. Yeah, that'll mm. add up. You know, soda, alcohol, yeah. all that stuff. So, so yeah, it was pretty because... good this weekend food-wise, but then I look back and I'm like, Sunday, I had beers. Monday, I had beers. Saturday, I had beers. Okay, well, that explains why, you know, the even though I was doing a whole bunch and eating pretty well, my, my actual calorie intake because of all the beer I drank is probably a bit on the higher side. So. Yeah, just gotta tighten it up. Calories. We got a, we got a month left to do some work, and there's uh, been good stuff. So, absolutely, I think it's. I mean, for me at least, it's pushing me to think about stuff more. Yeah. Um, it's making me step on the scale every day again, which is very beneficial. To, I think, doing that makes me reset my intentions for the day. And mm. especially if I did bad the day before, like it really makes me be very honest about my choices that day. Yeah, I probably need to start doing that again because I'm only doing it once a week because I've been stressed out about it. But honestly, yeah. it's just uh, it hasn't actually been driving me to do better. So we'll just start doing it every day and go from there. Yeah, it's it sucks, especially it's really hard to do when you know you've done bad the day before, yeah. but you just got to do it. Because it, it pushes you to make smart choices. Yep. Um, crap. Oh, soda. That's what it was. Um, shitty thing about relapsing on soda is that it it's that sugar, man. Like, were you craving it like a couple days after you stopped drinking it? Dude, even today, like anytime I eat more when I'm home or if I see yeah. it. Right. I'll have my food ready and I've changed my my dinner. Like I went to the store this weekend and I just bought like three pounds of ground turkey. Mm -hmm. So my dinner is just, you know, turkey patties, you know, a turkey burger and one turkey patty by itself. No bun. Yeah. And right. And but it's still like, oh, that Coke's right there. One Coke won't hurt type of thing. Yeah. And I had to just tell myself, you know what? Let's just get a cup of water with ice and we'll uh We'll leave the soda there. So I was able to do it today and yesterday, but it's As dangerous, a general rule, one Coke won't hurt. However, <laughs> the thing is, it's never, you know, you have one and then you're like, well, I can probably have another one today. And then you're like four days into having one every day. And all of a sudden your body's like, hey, I'm going to need that sugar. Yeah. Or yeah. I'm going to make you feel like shit. And you're like, dude, I know. Man. I don't like, want to feel like shit. <laughs> It really makes you feel like shit if you go enough days on it and then yeah. try and stop. Like, it's fucking crazy. Yeah. 
Yeah. How, what do you guys, how do you guys feel about like a uh, sparkling water? Cause I know there's some sparkling waters that are a lot more natural, don't have sugar, but then there's some that have like the sucralose or aspartame. Do you guys typically stay away from like, those types of drinks? I don't like I, yeah. sparkling water. Like I just don't like it period. Whenever I go to Europe, I always uh, forget to ask when I, I'm like, can I just get a water? And they always bring me sparkling water. I don't pay attention to it. And I take a big chug. Like I think it's still water. And I'm just like, God damn it. They got me again. And then I have to <laughs> ask the waiter. And they're like, can I have still water instead, please? <laughs> my, um, my beverage beverages like throughout the day is typically coffee, black coffee in the morning. Um, a couple cups, honestly. Uh, I have a water bottle that I fill up and just keep full all day long and with ice water. Um, I do have bubbly or LaCroix in the house, um, because sometimes I need something besides just water to drink and it's enough that it appeases that, that craving. Mm -hmm. Um, and then uh occasionally i'll have a kombucha like if i'm not doing like greek yogurt that day or something like that just like for gut health stuff i don't like the calories tied to it but i think the health benefits outweigh the the empty calories in a kombucha so i'll, I'll allow myself to do that like not every day but you know if i do yeah. one, it'll be one a day so even on your cheat meals, you guys just stay away from soda because you know you could end up yeah relapsing into beverages. Beer, dude. If yeah, I'm I mean that's yeah, a beverage, exactly. beer. If I'm gonna have a, a cheat meal, if you will, I want the food to be the thing that I'm cheating on. Fucking, I, I don't need soda. It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't give me nearly as much joy as like if I'm like going out to eat and it's like, all right, I'm gonna order a burger from a restaurant. You know. Mm-hmm. Or I could order a chicken sandwich and have a soda. It's the same calories, but then I'm just like not getting the burger that I wouldn't have, that I wouldn't be able to cook for myself at home type deal. So right. for me, it's that type of thing. The, the soda is always just less of a reward for me in terms of like what I get out of it. It's just empty think, calories. Yeah. Me. Yeah. It's empty calories. And like for me, it opens up a lot of doors for other things that I shouldn't like if I start drinking soda, then I'll also start drinking energy drinks, you know, or, or maybe be more open to drinking like juice and shit like that. And mm -hmm. it's just like, it's yeah, it just isn't worth it, you know, because, and then you also have the craving thing, right? Like, so once you do get it, then your body wants it. So, um, yeah, I just, I try and stick to the water and the coffee and bubbly. Yeah, that's basically what I'm sticking to. Black coffee in the morning, water at work with whatever lunch, or an unsweetened tea. Yeah, that's really what I'll drink. Yeah, tea is tea is really good. I I haven't recently, but when I first started losing weight, I did a lot of hot tea as well. Mm -hmm. um, just just as something with flavor in it besides coffee and water. Right. So now. I had to put in a, a question here in the show notes. Oh, yeah? But I, I believe Nips doesn't go through the show notes. I did not go through the show, no, show notes. No, there's some good stuff that Mark added in the show notes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that didn't make it on the show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but 
my question is, and it's because I know Nips is more of the uh, strength training individual here. Of what's your opinion, you know, of a workout program or routine that's you know really high volume versus something that's a low volume kind of like a strength focused routine? Uh, I always do. I mean, depends on what exactly I want to do, but I almost never go uh, high volume. Like there will be accessory work that I would do that has maybe like the 12 to 15 or 15 to 20 rep range. Mm -hmm. But I almost always, my programs are always, you know, if I'm just doing general building uh, or like a hypertrophy phase, I'll go like five to 10 reps uh, for my, my big lifts, squats, deadlifts, benches. So I'll work up to a weight where I can get, let's say, one we basically I'm just always looking for progressive overload, so I'll you know pick a weight or work up to a weight that I can do like three sets of seven on, right? Mm-hmm. Then next week we'll go three sets of we'll do three sets and each one has to beat it, so I'll have to be eight 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 or better. Uh, and then like I'll add a fourth set in as we go through the cycle, um, right? So that's what I do for like the majority of the muscle building phases. And then once I start to like want to actually try to hit up a one rep max, we'll start tapering it down. And instead of doing like four sets of five, we'll do five sets of three or something like that at a much heavier weight. And then mm-hmm. we'll do, you know, five sets of two and then five sets of heavy singles, not a one rep max, but like heavy as we're getting closer. Uh, so for me, a lot of the times, like a normal day would be like, we'll do, like we'll do my chest workout from this past week. It's I, what was I at? Like seventy five pound dumbbells for incline. I'll do like, I give it about ten reps there. Three sets of ten, four sets, of, like three sets of ten, and then a fourth set of like six or seven before failure. Right now is where I'm at. So we're not moving up to the eighties yet until I get four sets of ten. But. uh we got that done. Then we went over to the bench and did pause reps, like at a lighter weight, but like 10 reps of pauses. And then I did 20 flies at a lightweight. So like the isolation movements, I go a little bit higher, but that's already, the muscles already warmed up with heavier weights and less right. reps. So that's just like the the normal like program, just like, it's usually like a seven or eight week program. We'll go through and build up progressive overload. And then we'll take a deload week and start over again and run it back up again. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically I do that with everything. Um, so like on squat days, I'll do heavy squats and then I'll go to the leg press and do way more reps uh, there. You know, if I'm doing like five squat or, you know, five reps at squats. I'll do 15 on the leg press. Right. So, so the majority, like, yeah, we mix it up in terms of that number, but it's never, it's never, uh, necessarily all high volume or right, low volume, yeah. but the big movements I do heavier. I'll have to see if I, this program that I, that I'm currently doing, maybe I'll have to go in and refine it or. Or really see it's worked out pretty well for me from me before but it's just incredibly high volume that they're you know by the fourth set or fourth exercise i can't even really 
get through it with proper form or without yeah, well, going to really that's lightweight. always dangerous too right is one yeah, you don't want to do that <laughs> i mean when i popped my shoulder two years ago i was working on like a, off of a, a set bench press routine by the dude who's got the world record for bench press um but it was just a giant jump up in volume at pretty heavy weights and I made it through 27 of the 28 workouts, but uh, on that 27th one, in the middle of a rep, I just felt felt a pop in my shoulder, and then for the next four months, I could barely even hold a you know thing of water in my hand. So, mm-hmm. dude, you were destroyed by that too, man. Like that, you really got put out by that shoulder shit. Yeah, it hurt a lot. Uh, it's finally back to feeling pretty good. Uh, it took all it took was you know basically two years of taking a 10 pound kettlebell and slowly holding the handle and with the weight up and just lifting it up over my head over and over and over again before I did anything. Uh, so be very careful when it comes to shoulders, I would say. Cause they, they don't heal and surgery on them doesn't help either. Yeah. I'll probably have to switch it up then. I don't want to get injured and be screwed for months. Yeah, I guess that's the other thing, too, is if you want to do the program, but you're, you know, and hit the numbers on it, but the weights are, you know, like you're dead by the fourth set, just drop the weights. you like, I don't know. I'm always of the belief that nothing good comes from ego lifting. That's how I hurt my shoulder, right? Yeah. I was trying to set a new record, for, you know, a new personal best in the bench, but, like, take a shortcut for it. I was like, nah, you know what? I can just drop the weights down, get what I need to for my, my windows of reps and be fine with it. Nobody in the gym is going to judge me for lifting, you know, five pounds less than I did last week because my body is feeling it. Right. I, a lot of times I would do that too. Like even, even if I'm doing like rep sets when I was going to the gym, like if I, if I was maxing out, let's say I want to do three rounds, uh, And I was maxing out like I wasn't I wanted to push, you know, closer to 10 reps at the weight I was doing. And I and my second round of doing reps, I wasn't I was struggling at eight. If I go back for my third set of reps, I'm dropping the weight dramatically so that I can do at least 10 reps. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it definitely is like my ego and also peer pressure a little bit from buddies that I'll, you know, put me onto this program and they'll say, you know, phrases like, and don't be a bitch, keep the same weight for all three sets type of thing. Right. No, that's, that's just stupidity, man. Yeah. So your body, you're, you're on mute, Rob. You're on mute. We can't hear you. Uh, sorry. I, I said, uh, I don't, you know, uh, I usually don't go down in weight, but I have no problems when my, you know, form is going and my, like, let's say I'm trying to do three sets and I go 10, 8, and then the third set, I can only get to five. You know what that means? It means next week I only have to get to six on that third rep and I've done progressive overload and congrats, so I'm building my muscles up. Like, uh, anybody who tells you, like, the, the numbers are set in stone is doing you a disservice, right? Yeah. It always has to be a range and you just try to beat what you did the week before and that's that's muscles improving. Well, and also you have to be realistic, like your body and your strength and your stamina and your mental state and all that shit comes into play in your workout. Like if I take three days of the week, three days back to back, right? 
one day I might be able to run seven miles, go back out the next day and three miles is a struggle. Go back out the next day. I've run, this is now three days in a row I'm running, run 10 miles and not even break a sweat. You know what I mean? Like what is going on in your day? What you've been eating, like, like your stress levels, like where your head's at, like all that shit comes into play and affects your performance as well. So it's, it's, there's more to it than just numbers, man. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, and, and some days are going to be struggles. Like some days you'll go to the gym or go to work out and everything will suck the whole time until you're done. And then you'll be like, I'm glad I did it. And then other days it'll be fucking great and you'll feel great and you'll kick ass. And that's just the nature of working out. And say with food, tracking your workouts also helps a lot too. You can like know what you know what you did last week, know what you got to do to beat it, and then not stress out about it too much either. Like, and you'll be able to actually look at it and be like, you know, okay, so I felt uh, really bad in this workout and I didn't hit the numbers I wanted to hit. Holy shit, but three weeks ago I did, you know, five pounds less and 10 reps less across all of my sets. So maybe this week wasn't what I wanted it to be, but I can see the progression and it keeps your head right too. It's like, yeah, yeah I'm doing stuff right and it's not... Even though the session wasn't the best it's ever been, the trend line. Which is the same thing with, you know, diet, right? Even if the day isn't the best, as long as your trend line is good, then you you feel like you're doing something right and you're more willing to go back into it the next day. And you can also, it's nice to be able to visualize things, man. Like, I tried tracking everything on a digital calendar because I, I really like having a lot of stuff at my fingertips on my phone. Mm -hmm. But, like, this calendar behind me, like, the whole reason I purchased that was so I could write down what I've been running, write down when I'm doing yoga, write down my weight every day, you know, and it's blank now because we're two, <laughs> two days in. But, like, it's nice to be able to look at it and say, I ate like shit this weekend. Look at how many days that sent me back. Now a week has gone by and I'm where I am. I'm where I was last week for weight. You know, I set myself mm -hmm. back seven days because I decided to be bad. Or I feel like I haven't been working out this week, but I can look at it and say, okay, I took a day off. Like, it's not like I haven't been working out. I just feel that way because I haven't done much today. You know what I mean? So it's it's nice to like track that to give yourself a reality check about how things are going with weight and fitness and all that stuff. So, yeah. Learn what works for you. Try try mm -hmm. shit, right? Try shit and see what motivates you or keeps you honest with yourself. Sounds good. Yeah. And the biggest thing is no one really gives a shit about your progress but you so do it for you you know what i mean like i'm always like oh people are gonna care about how fast i ran that mile or how far i went or like what my weight is but no one really cares ever ever <laughs> ever, ever, ever ever so do it for yourself <laughs> okay um fuck it should we add some music yeah let's mm -hmm. do it Okay. Hey, Ben sent us a song super early this week. Like, uh, I was talking to him last night. Oh. So last night I went to okay. the Bastille concert uh, in Madison, which was mm -hmm. a lot oh, of fun. Yeah. They put on a great show. Um, it's the first one I've seen since like 2013 or something like that, 2014. So it's been a while since I've seen one. Um, 
But anyways, uh, one of the bands he had put on the playlist previously was coming to the the Sylvie in Madison, and I was like, huh, I should tell Ben, thanks for letting me uh, putting a show on there so I at least know what who this band is instead of looking at me like, no idea. And he's, so I was like, oh, and when you get a chance to put a song on. So he has decided to put on Alley Cat by Steel Train. Got it. Yeah, I thought that it makes sense now that you were talking to him because like um, he just popped it in our Discord and our Discord chat. I'm like, Rob didn't even ask this week. He must really like the song that he's like, I'm just going out there and giving this to these guys because this is it. Yeah. So, OK. Also, if you're in the Ohio area, he his shows a week from today, I think, uh, back there. So follow Ben. Yeah, if you're in the- find ben, go see a failed astronaut show. Yeah, if you're in the Ohio area, um, you know, either get in contact with Ben or get in contact with one of us and we'll put you in contact with Ben and let you know where it's at and everything. But um, should be a good show. So definitely something you should check out if it's something that you're close to. Okay, Mark, I got to ask about this song. Um, Mm -hmm. Is this the song that he did the comedy bit for that he directed the music video for? Oh, I don't know. Debbie you sent sing me... It for me. No, I don't. I don't remember. She sent me. She sent me a link, um, and I watched it. And it was really fucking funny. Um, no daylight. I'm sorry, daylight. Uh, it with is it James Corden of the Late Late Show? Oh, it's, okay. Uh huh. He was the director of the music video and they gave him $300. <laughs> and it's a dude. It was great. Like she, she sent it to me and she's like, I am a fan of Harry Styles now. So I watched it. I was like, okay, this shit, this shit is great. I like this type of humor. So I'll have to send that. I'll have to send it to you guys so that you can see it. It's pretty funny. Please do. Yeah, please do. I'll do it after the show. Uh, okay, so what do you got for me? So, this week, I'm adding another Harry Styles song. I it's, like it. Our Harry Styles uh, <laughs> numbers have gone from zero to two in less than a month. Dude, I'm fanboying over him right now. So, Harry Styles, adore you. Sweet. I'm excited. Which uh, Which group was he in again? He was in one of the boy bands, right? One Direction, I believe. Thank you. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Sorry, they 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 weren't my thing. I mean, New Kids on the Block, man. Oh, I I didn't listen to them when they were One Direction. So Harry Styles wasn't even on my radar until he played at Coachella, Ah. like a month ago, and then Coachella uploaded a clip. I was like, okay, this this uh, I fucks with this for sure. All right, Uh, Mr. Admiral Nips. So there's a little bit of a story behind this. Uh, I'm going to put I Can't Play Piano Part 1 by John Benjamin, better known to all of us as H. John Benjamin, the voice of Archer and of uh, Bob's Burgers. Oh, wow. He created a comedy jazz album where he hired a bunch of really good jazz musicians to play Mm -hmm. songs with him, and he played piano on those with no musical training. and. No idea what he's doing. Um, <laughs> so if you 
find the the whole album it's on called I Should Have Learned uh, <laughs> to Play the Piano. Um, there are a couple of ridiculous skits that set up stuff, um, but this song is the first one on it. I picked one of the short ones because his piano playing is really, really bad, but it's fantastic because it's jazz and, you know, unless you're actually, you know, have some amount of musical knowledge, uh, it's going to just sound like jazz to you, but... It's like you can tell uh, that he doesn't know how to play the piano. So this is like a real nice jazz song. And then you'll hear somebody like just flopping on the keys on the piano. And then it'll go back to a really nice jazz album. (laughs) So it's it's pretty fantastic. Uh, And I don't know. (laughs) We got stuck in a parking garage last night trying to get out of the concert. And I was like, I'll just throw it on. It's like 20 minutes, the elbow. And so we listened to that. And I was like, yep, I need to share this with the world. I like it. I, I remember hearing about it. Like, I remember hearing about this album. Um, so I'm excited I get to listen to it. Way more way more excited than I am when uh, that Hank Hill song comes on the playlist. <laughs> that song makes me laugh, but it is not good. <laughs> no, it is. It's it's really high up there for things that I dislike. I'm um, definitely not that far gone on it, but... <laughs> Okay, I, I, uh, I'm I probably going to mispronounce this. I don't remember what the song sounds like exactly, but I do remember liking it. And I went to look at my ever-growing playlist uh, list of songs I can add when I don't pick one out for the week. And I saw this name and I'm like, oh, Rob's going to make fun of me for saying this wrong, so I should probably pick it. Uh, I think it's uh, Faust de la Mer. Triste is the name of the song. Okay. But Triste is not pronounced wrong, I don't think. Is it supposed to be Triste? I think it is. Uh, anyways, sorry. The inflection might not have been there. but. but. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I tried, right? I had no qualms with it, but I'm also incredibly white, and my Spanish is. Uh, <laughs> I, I took four years of high school and a little bit in college, so I can b- make through with hand gestures and stuff like that in Spain. But I'm not exactly a world class uh, speaker, so <laughs> Mark was definitely the one to check with on how to pronounce. So yeah. So anyways, I um, I remember liking it, uh, but I haven't listened to it since then. So. It's on the playlist now, so everyone can hear it and let me know what you think. But it is um, it is not hip-hop or reggae or punk. So, there you go. Looking forward to it. I do things sometimes. It's nice to have an uh, ever-growing list so I can be like, fuck, I don't have a song for tonight. Here's 30 songs that I like. <laughs> I have officially, like, just basically this last week started one because I, like, all I ever listen to is the playlist when I'm going on trips and stuff like that. So I'm not getting new music or, like, remembering stuff that I like. So, and it means that all of my algorithms in Spotify are all based off of the playlist, too. Isn't that funny when that's happening? I'm like, shit, I'm just going to (laughs) be, I, like, click into my daily Discover and I'm like, that song's on the playlist. That song's on the playlist. That song's on the playlist. That band's on the playlist. That song's on the playlist. Yeah. It's like, 
All right, well, I guess I'm stuck not being able to find anything new. So now I'm just clicking on genres I like and listening to like random mixes of it to try to find stuff that I like and try to dig my algorithm out of uh, <laughs> out of potato <laughs> playlist hell. <laughs> PTP hell. <laughs> I like it. I approved this. Well, we are at uh, 16 hours and eight minutes. So slowly, slowly growing. Yep. I like it. Mark, I'm going yeah. to see uh, churches in uh, 10 days as well here in Madison. So I'm looking really? forward to that. Really? Oh, dude. Yeah. So the show in Milwaukee was good, but the the space wasn't what I necessarily loved. The better uh, was uh, Milwaukee. Yes. In Milwaukee. <laughs> uh, I didn't really love the space. The show was good, but the space was eh. So, but I really like the place in Madison now that I've gone a few times. Uh, so I'm. I'm looking forward to that show, but that is one that I definitely need to bring earplugs in because they play so much louder live than they do like on their recordings. Anytime one of their songs comes on, it's just oh, it's so good. Like that's why I had to message you that one time on Discord. Just you know, yeah. if without you putting it on that playlist, I would have never you know heard churches. Yeah, so, so I'm I'm just super excited to go see them again. It'll be fun. Um, I think I want to thank Wayne's World because I will never for the rest of my life ever hear someone say Milwaukee without picturing Alice Cooper in my head correcting them about how to say Milwaukee and then explaining why. <laughs> I know that feeling. As Mark earlier tonight said, uh, he put Denise in his phone. I'm like, D-nice? Due to the uh, key and peel skip. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do that peel. Like, um, Ooh, yeah, that's what I'll peel. put as her name. Be nice. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I like it, dude. If I really like says it. one of the names. <laughs> um, right, I'm gonna I'm going to share this. Um, I'm going to share this video with you boys. And that I talked about earlier on the show and give it give it the full time because it's like a 17 minute video. Um, but then they show the video that they created at the end of it and it is you have to watch all of it and it, it is so so wonderful. They did they really knocked it out of the park. So enjoy. Excellent. That'll give you something to check out tomorrow when okay. I need a break from work. I want to go to bed. Yeah, so I think, I'm down I think with that we plan. call it. Yeah. Thank We're you for joining, Mark. Two Thank plus you guys hours. for inviting me. Thank you, Ghosty, for asking if I'm going to be on every other yeah. week. That yeah, I finally thanks, got on again. Making us deal with fucking Mark for two plus hours. Dude's yelling at us and calling us names and not laughing or talking. And, <laughs> just just yeah. being dull and difficult. <laughs> <laughs> Which is really frustrating because that is my niche on the show. So I'm really hurt that you're trying to hone in on my territory. <laughs> I'm, I'm just really happy that we can just have our friends on and just like have a good time. And yeah, it's the best type of show. Is so, this where you tell us that you secret, love us? Secretly, oh. we're happy you're here. Okay. Uh, of course. I love I love all things, especially dogs.
more than people. Okay. 